Did you know that UT has a major in agricultural leadership, education, and communications? Well, it's a good thing we do, because today our gospel passage is about the vine and the branches, and last weekend one of our graduate students taught us something about what Jesus is talking about when it comes to pruning. Pruning is essential to obtaining a good harvest. Jesus says that we are all like branches that have already been pruned by God. Can you think of a time in your life when a door closed to you, but it eventually led to a better opportunity? Probably before that new opportunity presented itself, you felt lost, upset, or angry. But when you look back now, It seems more like a necessary pruning by God to allow you to flourish. Even when we walk in the valley of death, God is with us, inviting us to life in abundance and a life of resurrection. I couldn't help but think that uh, I've preached this passage um, at some people's weddings in this room, and also I've tasted the fruit of the vines of a few people who grow uh, grapes and make wine out of them. So uh, you guys are experts on this passage already. But here's what I actually had prepared. Um, We have a curious way of describing the lives of professional musicians. We speak as if for years of their lives they engage in one activity called practice so that then they can spend the later part of their lives doing something called playing. Now, we know that's not how it really works. You can't separate practice from playing. All you're practicing is playing, and any professional will tell you that performances are practices for the future. Well, sometimes we make this same sort of artificial distinction when it comes to Christian discipleship. We think that we're not ready to go out and live our faith until we study the Bible, learn more about our Catholic faith, and get more settled in our current life situation. We think that we need to reach a certain level of some abstract ideal, let's call it holiness, before we can go build up the kingdom. But deep down inside, we know that such logic is baloney. The basics of Christian discipleship are simple to understand. You don't have to have a theology degree to serve the poor. Common sense tells us to recognize the dignity of every human person. The only way to get better at Christian living is to get out there and do it. Just like the only way to improve your musical technique, except for if you've seen the movie or the musical The Music Man, is to play your instrument. I just came up with that right now. I'm glad somebody got it. (laughs) He had the think system. Just think about playing the instrument. The last line of our gospel passage drives that point home. This is the 15th chapter of John's gospel, and the people who are gathered at the table with Jesus have followed him for a long time and a lot of miles. They've just shared the Last Supper, and Jesus has washed their feet. And yet Jesus tells them to bear much fruit and become my disciples. That sounds backwards. It seems to imply that we can bear fruit even while we're still figuring out what it means to be a disciple. I first felt the call to consider the priesthood in May of 2001. I was shocked. 
The idea had never seriously entered my mind before then. But over the next few weeks, I became convinced that God was calling me to consider the priesthood. I became an affiliate with the seminary of the Diocese of Pittsburgh, joining the seminarians every Thursday for Mass, for dinner, and for an in-house class. And taking that step, I felt it was time to share the news with a lot of my friends and family and with parishioners. So one morning in February 2002, I was shocked when a psychologist blocked my seminary application, arguing that I was not mature enough to become a priest. And I was 28. I was devastated. What was I supposed to do? I still felt called to consider priesthood, but did God want me to spend the next 35 years as an engineer, making plenty of money? Or was I going to be called to a life of poverty? What was I supposed to tell all these family members and friends? I really didn't want to go into my psychological profile. I've come to trust you that I've even shared this story. Can we have the next slide? Somebody have the slide? Yeah, thank you. This is from our graduate student in the Agricultural Leadership Education and Communications Department. So you might notice this is how you're supposed to prune a grapevine. And uh, you cut it back pretty far every year. In fact, you cut about 90% of it away. That is how it produces great fruit. And Jesus says that we have all been pruned. Of course, more than 13 years after what happened to me, I can look back at that morning meeting in Dr. Paco's office, not as a death, but as a pruning. I now see it as one of the best things that ever happened to me. If Dr. Paco had approved my application, perhaps I'd never have become a Paulist priest. I wouldn't be living and serving in Knoxville. I'd probably not have engaged in such deep spiritual introspection that has come to so strongly define me. I can point to other rough periods in my life that felt like deaths. Last night uh, at the jail when I was talking with the guys, I said, well, you know, 1987, 
So how do we keep growing? Last Sunday in the afternoon, we brainstormed ways for our neophyte Catholics to do this. One of the things we kept coming back to again and again is get involved with a new ministry. Push yourself outside of your comfort zones. If you're going away for the summer, don't just go to Mass for the next three months. Participate in some activities of the parish that you're attending. Make plans now for what you can do next fall, no matter where you'll be. If you've never attended a small group with Dr. Ruth Queen Smith, promise yourself that you'll give yourself that opportunity as soon as possible. We have a few of the Ruthie groupies here with us today, but we can always have a few more. Jesus is the vine, and we are the branches. The tighter we, the branches, cling to the vine, the more connected we will be to one another. My prayer today for all of us is the same prayer I offered on the very last day, at the very end of the last prayer service of our CIA for our neophyte Catholics. Go forth and bear fruit.